0: The three key things you will learn from these podcasts are Mistakes to avoid when making a funding application Why researching donors is so important Helpful tips if you are thinking of applying for funding on emerging issues Welcome to our podcast today We are going to talk about money, money, money How to ensure your funding applications have the best chances of success our guests on podcast today are Jacqueline Karin Samuels from the Covenant Foundation for Girls, or Cough Girls in Liberia, and Tawina Jane Kopakamanga from Teams Advancing Women in Agriculture in Malawi. Jacqueline is the Executive Director of Cough Girls, which focuses on ending female genital cutting or mutilation, rape and child, early and forced marriage. She's a strong advocate for women and girls and is an expert in writing proposals. She's also a registered nurse. Tawina, who's our second guest today here, is the founder and director of Teams Advancing Women in Agriculture, an indigenous Malawian organization led by young women and girls. She's highly experienced in developing and fundraising for community and girl-centered programs, as well as policy, advocacy, and leadership. Welcome to you both. I would like us to discuss how it has been important for you, especially in researching the donors before you make a funding application.
1: Yeah, for teams advancing women in agriculture, it's really been extremely important to research on a donor before making a funding application. I must say we have had to learn. Previously, we we'll would just go straight into grant application, look at what the requirements were and what we're looking for and the um, areas of interest, uh, the areas going to fund and would go straight, start the uh, grant application process. But then we learned that researching the donor, to understand the donor, not just the grant application process, was also extremely important. It helped us to get to the heart or to the mind of the donor, to learn to speak their language. By their language, I mean their tone and style. There are some words that will be common, uh, you know, in donor language are uh, some concepts that they would use. So researching on the donor helped us to understand that field, but also appreciating their vision and current priorities so that then that would enable us to assess how well aligned our objectives and our goals were with the donors. Overall, that would help to save you know time and money and energy and resources. Grant application process, it's very tedious. It's very involving. It takes time, it takes uh, resources. So if you understand the donor better, it gives you a chance to streamline, to see whether it's worth the while to go ahead and do the application process or maybe let it go and try something else. Researching a donor before application is quite
2: important in any fundraising activity because firstly, it helps you to identify whether you fit in a priority area of that donor, and if it's fitted in a priority area, whether sending an application at that time will be accepted, or there is a specific time that a call for proposal can be out, and if there is a specific time a call for proposal can be out, then it also enables you to sign up for the newsletter or for update from that donor. And by doing so, it will also give you green light, what the focus of the donor is, what their priority areas are, where are they working presently, and how much money is available. Is it the case with the donor that has the money to spend? So if you research the donor profile, you also get to know the available money and the focus area for the available money. And if you know the focus area for the available money, how much actually you as an organization will request you to do your work is important. You don't just go about writing a proposal that is requesting for the maximum amount of money available in the call for proposal window. What you are able to manage, it also gives you the green light. For example, the donor will say, "Our flow for this call is five thousand, and you need twenty to twenty five thousand. You know? and in our city, is ten thousand. Because you want twenty five thousand, you do a proposal that is twenty five thousand. Then when they get to the donor, they say no, this this uh, organization is over Then the valuable time that you have taken to do that proposal will become a waste. So researching a donor before a funding application is quite important.
0: You've talked about issues of guidelines and priority areas, and that takes me to the next question. Uh, What other steps would you recommend organizations to take to find out whether their priorities match those of the donor before applying?
1: Yeah, I think the first and most important thing that I would say is don't embark on application process until you are convinced you have what the donor is looking for. For example, as Jacqueline said, sometimes you find that the donor is looking for some specific, you know, documentation, for example. Uh, The donor could be looking for audited accounts. If you don't have at that point, there's no point in you embarking on a grant application process. Before you start, check out projects that the donor has previously funded. That also does help. I think it still goes back to understanding the mind of the donor to increase your chances of getting the funding. It's not always that a proposal is the concept or rather the uh, project concept is bad. Sometimes it's the wording, it's the way you have structured uh, your proposal that would let you down. So make sure you check out uh, other projects that the donor has previously funded just to give you a better idea of what uh, the donor, um, what appeals to the donor. But also you could learn about the donor's current grantees. That could also give you an idea. So those are some of the steps that you could take in addition to researching on the donor uh, themselves before you embark on a, um, a grant application process or a funding process. Some of
0: the can you give us some of the recommendations your organizations has been able to take to find out whether their priorities match those of the donor before applying, Miss Jacqueline?
2: Yes. For example, uh yeah. the issue the issue you are working on, what is the main problem that you want to address? How do you want to address the problem? And what is the anticipated outcome that you want to see in the future, the change that you want to make? All of those are important to take into consideration before you apply for a donor funding. And most specifically, who are going to benefit from your activity? Because, for example, if the donor says they will want to work with young girls and you are working for women the definition of the donor for young girls will be spelled out clearly in their guidelines and if you research it and the recommendation will be that go strictly by what the donor says they want and if it means you will be working for young girls, you should not just jump into it because there is money available on Amplified change website for you to apply for have you been working with young guys in time past? That should be one of your considerations, my recommendation to you because nowadays many community-based organizations go about fitting themselves into a call for proposal at a moment. If even they are not working on issues, once the donor advertises an issue on their website, they will quickly try to fake themselves inside. And definitely many look for will be created. So it is always good that you keep on your beneficiary focus. Don't jump into beneficiary because there is money available for certain
0: category of prices. Okay, are there any scenarios both of you have been able to experience, especially when a donor calls for application and yet the eligibility criteria or priority criteria does not match your organization's criteria?
1: Oh yeah, quite often the fact that a donor is interested in women's issues, it does not necessarily mean that your organization as a women's focused organization will always fit. For example, uh, Tawina focuses on child area and forced marriages and girl education. It's so tempting to, 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 to move and look at climate change and say, okay, this is an area, it affects women and girls as well, we we'll jump on that and do it. But at this moment, your priority is child area and forced marriages. If you're focused on that, it will be easy for you to streamline and just attract donors that would then help you achieve your current objectives. As opposed to moving, as Jacqueline said, just because the donor is interested in this, then you try to align yourself with that. Uh, One advice that I've I've always given to organizations that uh, look for um, application process support from Tawina is to say, don't change your priorities to suit the donors. If your priorities and the donors don't marry, that's okay. Let it go. An opportunity will come. That way, it helps you to remain focused, and then you have an opportunity to really focus in terms of time and energy in the grant application process, as opposed to changing every time to adapt to what the donors want. So, yes, there have been scenarios when we have said this is not for us, it doesn't fit uh, us, then you won't go ahead and do it. When one is writing an application, what would you recommend listeners to
0: do to ensure that the application matches what the donor is looking for? They say to the donor website to know whether they are in line
2: with what the donor is calling it for. For example, if there is a call for proposal out today for economic justice and covenant foundation for girls, have fully from inception been working on female presenting 14 on mutilation and early child marriage, there is no way that I can fit into that call. So the best thing is, if I did the research on the donor's website, or whatever means, or by letter of inquiry, if the donor calls for that, I will be able, or that organization will be able to get a detailed and a clear picture of what the donor is looking for. And if it matches with what you are already doing or what you have expertise in to do, then your proposal will definitely be successful. Like Tawina said, don't force yourself to meet up with donor criteria or interest areas. Stick to where you are and what you can do.
0: Thank you for that. Do you mean to say that it's hard to integrate, uh, let's say, if you're dealing with uh, child marriage issues into economic justice when I do not for proposal and economic justice issues?
2: You cannot integrate that because uh, maybe smartly you could do that, but then there will be your limitation will be on the availability of resources to make the proposal rich because linking economic justice to early child marriage it takes a lot of research for example if the court is out for just a week or two how much time do you have available to research and match your focus with uh, economic justice to fit it into early child marriage but if it is strictly on traditional issue then you will already have a good resource deposit and they will be able to be on top of the development of your proposal. So there is no need for integration when your focus is not there.
0: Okay. Most of the time I've been able to see grantees who apply for applications and let's say they've been working in an economic empowerment field and when there are calls on sexual reproductive health, right, they've been able to integrate and they've been able to write more winning proposals on how they're integrating on this. Uh, based on what you've said that... People have to look at their expertise, whether they have staff who can address those issues. Do you think that it's possible for organizations who are doing something else and they've got an opportunity for a call to integrate these issues as emerging issues?
2: In, in my mind, integrating to fit a, a particular call for proposal will be uh, a treaty on the part of the donor because in reality, in a community where the project proposal will be implemented. If the issue is a new issue altogether and it is abruptly being introduced into the community, the outcome of that particular call might not be reached. So it is always good, no matter how much expertise you have in writing a proposal to convince you a jargon or jargon, it is always necessary to remain really focused, like Tawina said earlier. Remain focused, and work within the scope of the you in order to be realistic in your work. Because the work you do today, if you are, for example, if I am leaving Covenant Foundation for Girls, the mark I will make, the next person that will come to me will build on it, And the person that will be succeeding me will have similar knowledge, like what we have been working on. But if the issue is strange altogether, It may lose the organization focus if there is a change in leadership, and it will not be a good thing for the donor because donor will want to be always on top of communication and issues. Say, oh, if you go to Liberia, you will see Covenant Foundation for Girls and other Amplified Change grantees. And if they got here and the new person does not know the issue, it becomes a failure on the part of that recommending
1: donor. Just to add. I think the key word is emerging issues. Emerging issues are coming from something that you've been working on. Then there's an emerging issue. If, they, um, if you are digressing so that you are responding to emerging issues, I think there's a possibility that you could do that. Provided you are well aware of the risks that would be associated with that so that as an organization you are prepared on how you're going to mitigate. As Jacqueline said, when you're working on an issue, it becomes your brand. So people know Tawina and they associate Tawina with child marriage. The next day Tawina is talking about something else, then someone really will have to relearn Okay, so, in does child marriage and they, what is happening? They will struggle uh, to link the two. But if, as an organization, you are prepared to take that step because you are responding to a certain need, to a certain emerging issue, I think there's a possibility that, yes, you would be able, you would succeed in um, getting funding. Because look here, when you are applying for funding, one area that donors are interested in is your past experience as an organization. What have you done? What sort of projects have you handled in the past? And in terms of grant amounts, all that information donor is interested in. And I think it's for a particular reason. So as you are moving as an organization, as you are evolving, you should bear in mind that you are able to link that so that even the donor is not lost when they are trying to establish your footprint. They should be able to follow it. That would be my addition to that. But yes, it is possible, as you said, it is possible to respond to emerging issues.
2: On the other hand, just to add a little bit of what we not said, if the are emerging issues when you work in a community that when uh, the significance of networking comes into place? There are left minor or civil society organizations that may be working on a particular emerging issue. Then you link up with them in your network and you join as a team to apply for the grant and not as an individual organization who wants to address the issue that is just emerging. For example, if Tawina has been working on policy advocacy for the past five years, and it became an emerging issue for me and Tawina and Covenant Foundation for Girls are in Liberia together, I know Tawina in my network, and this call for proposal is working on policy advocacy, I better line up with Tawina and make her the lead and make the organization the lead applicant, and work along with this organization to build my own strength for future emerging issues.
0: Wow. That's so great. Actually, I didn't look at it that way. Both of you have been able to write successful applications. Are there times where you've been able to write donor funding applications that weren't very successful? And what kind of feedback did you get from the donors about these applications?
1: Yeah, um, as Tawina, the experience has been interesting, uh, bittersweet. Um, So when we first started writing grant applications, we weren't as successful. Uh, More than half the time, our applications were rejected, and it was so frustrating. We didn't know what we were doing wrong. But then it took us uh, time. We said, okay, w- let's go back to the drawing board. Why are we not succeeding in getting uh, grants? We reviewed the um, grant applications. Sometimes donors would give feedback, but in very few times. Most of the times, if you're lucky to get feedback from a donor, it would just be a generic uh, we received too many applications, so yours was not successful at this point. And it doesn't really tell you much. Where a donor has tried to be specific, and it's very few, I would say maybe 5% of the times, a donor would give feedback about your application. And where we received feedback, for example, um, when we were just starting, errors to do with monitoring, where a donor said our monitoring uh, framework was quite weak. And that was why they could uh, not fund our uh, application. But over the time, for us, the most important feedback was what we gave ourselves. So we reviewed the entire process and learned from it. And one of the things was time investment. We noticed that we are not really giving our grant application process quite a time that it deserved. What about you, Miss Jacqueline?
0: Have you ever had like situations where your funding applications have been unsuccessful, and maybe I would like to know more on what you did with the feedback if you got feedback from the donors regarding your applications? How did it change the way you wrote your future applications?
2: We have had several failed um, applications, and uh, like the winner said, majority. If I can record our hear up to seven times we feel and donor could not give us money because we were zealous. For every time we saw a call for proposal, we would go for it, and we would fail repeatedly until I asked uh, one of the donors, what specifically have we failed on? The feedback was quite interesting. They told us that uh, in the first place, our organization was not structured well, so they are not too sure whether we really exist. And our priorities were outside of their focus. The organization of the call for proposal was not coherent. That means that the the strategy was different. The objective was different. The, The outcome, the anticipated outcome, everything was quite different. And they gave us a specific feedback. And then I wrote back. What was their own recommendation onto us that the thing we can do to improve to be able to, to, to gain donors' trust in funding of in education? And they said specific things to us that there should be capacity development for the organization, and everybody should know their term of reference in the organization, what you should do, and at what time you should do it. And most interestingly, we should also invest more time in developing our monetary uh, our framework both internally and externally, even with donor funding. That was the interesting feedback that we got from one donor. And when we built on that donor recommendation, it was when the first ever application or successful organization that gave us a start was when we applied for donor, uh, Amplified Change uh, Funding in 2016. So, if you are able to get a generic feedback from donor, don't feel complacent about it or don't feel satisfied with it. Make another follow-up for a, an organization specific uh, or feedback. In the organization specific feedback, they will outline where your weaknesses lie. And if you've got the feedback, it should not just be something that will go on your account. Be on it and improve the organization.
0: Then you will gain the trust of other donors. The feedback process is very critical, right? Because we've talked about specific feedback. Both of you have given us, shared your ideas on how specific feedback has been able to help. Let's say you've been able to put all the feedback into place and you've been able to apply for a next fund and your application is still being rejected, what would you suggest that someone who's been able to incorporate all the feedback and has been able to do the right things and doesn't get the grant, what would you suggest they do next?
1: It's not an easy process. So you have done all that you could have, and you still have a rejected application. It can be frustrating. But what I would say is the first thing is don't blame yourselves because you haven't done anything wrong. I think one thing that I've learned is just like any organization, resources will always be limiting. So even with donors, it's not an easy task when it comes to selecting uh, who should benefit from their uh, window funding. So sometimes it could be that not that your application did not match the donor's uh, requirements, but they needed to have had a cutoff because they couldn't find everyone who uh, satisfied their requirements. So you might have been unlucky at that particular time that your uh, application was not uh, successful. So that's one area that you could also look at and try to encourage yourself that next time you can try um, again. But also the other thing is, as uh, Jacqueline alluded to area on, engage the donor. So your application, you are convinced it should have gone through, but it didn't engage the donor. So by engaging the donor, of course, you could seek feedback, which I'm sure most donors would. Sometimes they don't even come back to you, but at times they do. Like I had an interesting experience with a Global Fund for Women. When you get the feedback, don't stop there. You could also update them about what is happening, the developments at your organization. Keep them engaged. They get to know you better. It's an opportunity for you to to start to know because you submitted the application, you, you are linked with that donor, maintain that link. Then they'll get to know you better and that would then prepare uh, you for the next funding around and increase your chances because now they'll be talking to an organization that they are familiar with. And you never know, sometimes it happens, that that donor, although they have not funded you, but they could refer you to another organization. That has happened to us as well. So these are some of the things that an organization can do, uh, not just when their proposal or their application hasn't been successful, but even when it has been successful. Ms. Jacqueline,
0: let's say your organization has done all the right things, you've got the feedback, you've done all the right things and put your application and it's still rejected. What would you suggest to do next?
2: My recommendation could be remain engaged with the donor. And uh, maybe you try to do a little adjustment in the strategies. For example, universally we know that civil society organizations activities are quite based on donor funding. And nowadays, many donors are getting tired, or I could say donor fatigue has hit the civil society movement. And because of this, it is getting quite interesting to form a group of civil society core consortiums to come together and write. Because if you have been applying for quite a long time as an individual organization and you are not succeeding, add the weight of one or two more organizations it makes the weight more heavier and more convincing. It increases the capacity of um, all the ability to deliver to the donor expectation. So all, you, you remain engaged, increase your network connectivity and partnership and collaborate and write as a team. What you are anticipating to do, you say you alone can do it to cover, for example, five to seven districts. Then another proposal is there with five strong institutions and they are saying the same work that one organization is saying it is able to do, we are saying we are able to do it too. Then if the two proposals meet the criteria because of the weight that is behind the other consortium application, the donor will prefer to take the consortium than a single organization.
0: Both of you have talked about engaging the donor. I would like to know, when speaking to the donors, what has been the best single piece of advice they have ever given you about making funding applications?
1: Uh, They love to hear from us. Not just when we are making funding applications, but they just love to hear from us. That was one piece of advice that I received from the donors that we have engaged.
2: You will never know what is coming up until you inquire. If you inquire, they always tell you... (laughs) Visit our website. Make sure you read our
0: eligibility criteria in the funding guidelines before you apply. Thank you so much. Is there, do you have any parting shots you'd like to tell like young people or any new organizations that are trying to access or write new funding proposals?
1: I'll just stress on investing in the application process. It's never a rushed process. It needs time. It needs effort. It needs teamwork. Consider grant application the way you consider other activities within the organization as a core activity It's not an additional. It's not uh, an ad hoc. It's something that you need to give your energy, your time, and everything that you can think of into it. Secondly, always involve some peer review. It could be within the organization or outside. If you have uh, mentors, if you have uh, people that you... Uh, you, ha- you, uh, you have confidence in, you know, not just like another organization, but people that you can trust. Let them review your grant application before you submit it. In addition
2: to um, what the winner said, yes. it will always be good. You have a focus. Don't apply because there is money available for something know your own capacity in delivering the project or come or deliverables. Always look for mentorship. Just consider a young baby that is born today. They cannot care for themselves. Everything about them is dependent on the mother. Before you can become even a community-based organization, there might have been somebody that inspires you. So make that trusted person, the mentor, as winner said. Let them uh, review your document. The work plan should be bashing the, the budget and they should be consistent and there
0: should be coherence. We've come to the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing with us your funding experiences.
1: If you want to learn more about increasing your chances of funding success, why not take a look at my how to guide? on www.amplifychangelarn.org.
2: If you want to know more about how to write a successful funding application, then please take a look at my how to guide on how to write a better successful proposal. It is on www.amplifychangelarn.org now. It will strengthen your organization capacity. Thank you.